0: Section 33 of Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr. and Mrs. William Platt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 30 The Rook Hope Ride. This Durham border song is supposed to be spoken by a Weardale man who begins by denouncing the inhabitants of the Tyne Valley and all their companies thereabout as false thieves, minded to do mischief and at their stealing stands not out. It must be confessed that the Tyndale men had an unenviable reputation. They were such lawless desperadoes, so addicted to rapine, that during more than two centuries the merchants of Newcastle regularly refused to make an apprentice born in that district. The date is December 1572. The rebel Earl of Northumberland, who had taken up arms for Mary Queen of Scots and for the old religion, had been betrayed by the Scots and beheaded at York. Owing to this rebellion there was great confusion in the northern counties, hence the time was well chosen by the limer thieves of Tyndale to make a predatory raid on their neighbours. They gathered together the stoutest men of arms and the best in gear, a hundred or more in number and in the forenoon about eleven o'clock they came into a by fell and stopped for a meal the last which some of them would eat when they had eaten they chose their captains harry corbill simon fell and martin ridley then they rode on over the moss with many a brank and view, saying to one another that they were men enough for Weardale men have a journey they are so far out o'er yon fell, that some of them's with the two earls, and others fast in Bernard Castle. There shall we get gear enough, for there is nain but women at hame, the sorrowful fend that they can make, is loudly cries as they were slain. They came in at Rookhope Head, which is the top of a rocky valley, about five miles long, at the end of which Rookhope Burn empties itself into the River Weir. This valley is as wild and open to day as it was then. In some four hours, they gathered together about six hundred sheep, and they were engaged in shifting the horses when the hue and cry was raised by one Rowley, whose horse they tried to take. He was the first man to see them. The cry spread rapidly down Rookhope Burn. And through Weardale, and word came to the bailiff's house at the east gate. He was out, but his wife had his horse saddled, and sent it to him together with his sword, spear, and jacket quilted with iron plates, the sort of harness worn by the moss troopers and other light horsemen of the time. The bailiff had already heard the bad news, and was sorely troubled thereby. His own brother had been attacked three days before by marauders, and lay sick with nineteen wounds yet the bailiff shrank not at all but hide fast after the sheep-stealers with as many of the neighbours as he could gather to bear him company the pursuers overtook the thieves in newton clough and gave them all the fighting they wanted not one of them ever thought to see his wife again they bore three banners against the weirdell men as if the world had been all their own the fray lasted only an hour but many a tall man lay weaponless and sore wounded before that hour was done, and four of the Northumbrian prickers were slain, including Harry Corbill, whom they had chosen to be their captain. Eleven of them were taken prisoners. Only one of the Weardale men fell, but, these Weardale men, they have good hearts, they are as stiff as any tree, for if they'd every one been slain, never a foot back man would flee. And such a storm amongst them fell as i think you never heard the like for he that bears his head on high he oft-times falls into the dyke and now i do entreat you all as many as are present here to pray for the singer of this song for he sings to make blithe your cheer end of section 33